And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is the NFL Week 7 betting preview. I am your host, Nate, as always. I have my host, Michael Cheese. My brain is all over the place. Folks, I got the vid this week. That that This is going to be an interesting podcast. We're already off to a hot start. Yeah, you almost said, you know, I have my host, uh, co-host COVID here. But nope, nope, my name is Michael. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. Doing great. I, uh, in my delirious state, I decided that, oh, this would be a good time to just trim my beard. And I put the wrong uh, one on. Just clean shave on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're doing this. <laughs> why Starting I, fresh? Why with the fever did I decide to do that? Couldn't tell you. I was based fevers just make you just a drunk adult essentially at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So this this episode's gonna be a little different. It's gonna be a lot of shoot from the hip, but I, I figure why not? I have not been the best from a picking standpoint, but I feel like there's a decent baseline, some good games this week to talk about. Absolutely silly game last night. I guess we should start there. Why still play Derek Carr when you have Jameis Winston on the bench? Because at this point, while Derek Carr is less risk prone, that team, the Saints, cannot push the ball whatsoever down the field. No, not at all. I mean, Derek Carr throws it five yards out of bounds deep to like Alave, and he's like screaming at Alave. And I'm like, I thought the ball was, it was like five yards out of bounds. Like, why are you screaming at him? Like, what do you want him to do? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm with you. That team is a bit of a disaster. They just dump it off to Kamara all game long. Um, yeah, pretty pretty boring. Yeah, absolute nightmare. The NFL hates us with some of these primetime games. I do not understand the inability. I get Thursday, you, you're not going to flex. But like we were, we were talking in our chat about Christmas Eve and how we've got like Mac Jones versus uh, Russell Wilson for primetime. And they're just yeah. all... Lua games like the fixing of the the flexing of schedules needs to get fixed in this offseason because we're in an abusive relationship at this point. It's a toxic relationship that we're in with the NFL. Yeah, I'm with you. We really are. Um, all right, let's talk some games. Why the people come here for our betting prowess? The Browns Colts starting off. I've also switched. Normally we we go down the FanDuel, but I have had a recent horrible experience with FanDuel. So I <laughs> Kings as our non-official sponsor for these lines. Um, but we're sitting at three and a half over under 41. This Browns defense has shown that they are absolutely in the elite category at this point in the season. I mentioned on our TikTok show that for the they are doing something now that is historic, which is they have led up the third least amount of offensive yards since 1970 with 1,002 yards. Now, they haven't played a murderous row of offenses, but they did get the 49ers last week, aided by you know two key injuries in that game, but this is still a very good defense. Questions on the offense due to injuries. Is this defense enough to shut down a Colts team that is sort of middling right now with the loss of their superstar franchise hopeful quarterback? Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a good matchup for the Browns here. They did deal, you know, they had some some luck with injuries last week, luck with the refs maybe a little bit, um, but they're dealing with a lot of injuries themselves. So I, you know, I got to give them some credit. Um, it's it's strange. It's like obviously Deshaun's probably coming back, but it's like, man, hmm, I don't know if that's for the best. Um, <laughs> I just, I really don't. PJ Walker has shown he can compete. He's shown that he can play. He's shown that, you know, you can plug him in and win football games if you have to. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I wish, you know, I'd like to see him still play. But when you give all this money to Deshaun Watson, for whatever reason, you kind of have to go back to him. Um, either way, 
I still do. I like the Browns here. I'm not, I don't love the hook. The hook, the hook worries me. Hooks worry me a lot. Um, but I do think this Colts team, they are kind of middling. Uh, we will see Jonathan Taylor probably get a little bit more involved, but against this defense, I don't know if that's really going to matter. Um, so yeah, I will take those brownies to go four and two. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of with you. The the defensive line for the Browns is oof, that's special. I mean, you got miles Garrett, obviously elite pass rusher in the NFL, but every guy around that defensive line is getting after it right now, which helps out everywhere else. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible to honestly watch for the Browns. It's unfortunate that you lose one of the best backs in Nick Chubb this season. And then you've got Deshaun Watson as your quarterback, because that's arguably at this point in the season, a Super Bowl caliber defense. Now we'll see where they finish. I think the, you know, things could fall off a bridge, but at this point in time, you, when you look at the, the kind of defense you need to go win a Super Bowl, that is a very close model right there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I don't, I haven't done anything with this game. I have a game here next game that I'm, I'm tempted to do something with, but I just, I cannot trust this team. Lions Ravens line is set at three over under 43 and a half. We have been talking about the Detroit Lions. We've talked a lot about the Ravens. I have had a really hard time putting my finger on the Ravens team because there are times where they show glimpses, like in that Browns game where you go, okay, now they're starting to get their pieces together, but then they come out and they lay an absolute egg from an offensive standpoint. You get a Lions team. That's a, good football team like it's a very well-rounded team they may not be the most elite at one side of anything but they're just good sort of at everything and that feels like a dan campbell staple with a line at three are you attacking this game or, or how do you kind of see this one playing out uh yeah as long as they're gonna keep giving us this detroit lions value i'm gonna keep riding that train um yeah they're far more consistent like you said the ravens right now they're just all over the place i don't know what to make of them even you know when they're playing against teams like the Titans, we're still like, eh, they should they should be doing better than this. Um, so yeah, give me give me the Lions. Um, it's gonna be probably finally a heavy Jameer Gibbs show just because they've got some injuries running back. Um, we'll see how he does with that workload, especially coming off an injury himself. They kind of have no options at running back right now, so it's gonna be a heavy Jameer Gibbs show. Um, the the, the the repertoire, that's a good word, that um, J- Jared Goff and um, Amon Ross St. Brown have, have started. Is, it's, I mean, they are a good that last week. Like, yeah, they couldn't run the ball on my bucks and it nope. fell into the wide receivers in Jared Goff's hands. And I thought they played incredibly well. They played, first of all, it's very strange. Like, the Lions, for, they have Amon Ross, he's, he's the man, obviously. But then, like, you can forget, like, Oh, Marvin Jones just caught a pass. They have Marvin Jones, Josh <laughs> Reynolds, like uh, Jameson Williams. You're like, whoa, why? Like, I forget about all these people they have. They have some depth at wide receiver. Like, it's just you, you kind of forget who's on the team. Getting Jameson Williams back was such a huge key because he, he adds that extra depth of like, oh, they got a guy that can take the top off if we're not careful here. Because most of their guys work well on mid to underneath stuff and having him back, oof, man. And Jerry Goff stepped up. He needed to be the guy in that Bucks game. And he absolutely was. I was mightily impressed. This is a spot where like, I, I can't do anything because there's a part of me. Here's where I'm at. If the Ravens can't take advantage of this secondary, it is time to push the panic button in Baltimore because in that Bucks game, there were plenty of opportunities. We just failed to do it. Yep. The Ravens are a better team than the Bucs. You're healthy on the offensive line. Um, 
finally, you know, first game back last week since week one with a full offensive line repertoire. Maybe it doesn't go as well. It needs to go well this week because there are opportunities against this line secondary. If you're going to attack this defense, that's where you need to do it. Lamar needs to have a big game here, I think, um, because there will be opportunities. If he can't, and that's the only thing that I haven't pulled the trigger on yet because I think if you like the lines, get it now because I do think this number is coming down because I, I have a sneaking suspicion that there's going to be some good injury health news here for the game. Guys like Branch are going to probably be announced good to go for the Lions. The public is liking the Lions a lot. They're probably going to come in and bet this. This number could shoot to two and a half. So if you want to bet the Ravens, wait a little bit. But if you want to bet the Lions, I think it's probably time to jump on this because I do think this number is going a little bit south. But if the Ravens can't take advantage of this secondary it's time to press panic button because there are going to be opportunities. You don't have to win the game necessarily, but if you can't compete, oof, tough yeah, luck. That's, that's an issue. All right. Patriots bills line set at eight over under 40. I, I know what I'm about to say. I, I'm not betting the Patriots because I can't bet in good conscience on Mac Jones at this point, but doesn't eight seem a little high for how bad that bill's defense is looking right now with all the injuries piling up. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And even just the, the, the chaoticness of their offense where you're just like, well, what offense is going to show up? No clue. I mean, Diggs is going to get all his grabs, but what else are they going to do? Nothing. Um, yeah. I, I can't bet this game. They can't figure out what they're doing over there. And I'm talking about Buffalo, obviously New England, they have no idea what the fuck they're doing, but, <laughs> but I mean, Buffalo, they, they just can't figure it out. And it's, and it drives me a little crazy. I mean, how many times are you going to trot? He's fine. He's a big power back and he, and he does have his moments. How many times are you going to trot Latavius Murray out there? It's driving oh, me crazy. God. Thank God. I mean, it is absurd. <laughs> what are we doing? Every single time the last game, when they were handing off to James Cook, he was getting five, seven yards. And I'm just like, keep giving the ball to James Cook. Oh no, here comes Latavius Murray. Never mind. I, I, I don't know what they're doing though. Uh, they, they, they need to figure it out. Um, and Josh Allen, he's just a nut job. He throws a lot of picks. He throws a lot of touchdowns too. But I tell you what, I, yeah, I can't bet this game because I just, I can't trust either team. I think it's more likely that the Bills are able to cover just because New England's terrible. But after what I just saw, I'm not going with them. It's so infuriating to bet on the Patriots and that. I've done it already a couple. Like, that Raiders game broke me. That safety he took in the end zone broke me. That interception to Hunter Henry where he threw the ball 10 yards behind him when he was wide open broke me on because I would love to eat this lineup. I would have fired this thing off already this week and been like, all right, hold on to your butts. This is going to suck. But I can't. I'm like gun shy right now because this team is is breaking my will here. I don't know what to do with that. Yep, me neither. No idea. But it, it's crazy. I mean, the Bills, that defense is, and to no fault of their own, it's just injuries. But like, holy hell, man, that they're not even held together with bubblegum and duct tape at this point. It's that damn breaking. Um, I do have a bet in this game. Falcons, Buccaneers, over under 37. Lines at two and a half bucks. This is my simple don't overthink it. For me, the Bucks are the better team. I know that the Falcons have some good young players. Robinson's insane. All right. Drake London is a good prospect, but I am not willing to bet that Desmond Ritter is going to have some outrageous game here against this Bucks defense that gets after it and can apply a pre- But you need to be a cool, calm, collective operator as a quarterback going against the Bucks defense. Because while we're not insanely special, we still get after it here. 
Oh, yeah. um, and then you got Baker, where I do think this is this is the Baker do it now, mess around, win a game type of situation right here. I I I have placed a wager of the Bucks at two and a half. Am I crazy for that? No, you're not. I just watched the Falcons play my team and uh, Desmond Ritter. I don't know what he's doing out there. Um, and I also don't know what Arthur Smith is doing. Uh, he, Arthur Smith, first of all, very entertaining coach to watch on the sideline. Hilarious. <laughs> he is hilarious. Um, but that team is very, very much out of sorts. They could easily beat my team, but I mean, Desmond Ritter just, he just loved throwing picks. Um, it, it was just, it was really ugly. Um, and and they, they're just out of sorts. Like, they're, they're doing the hurry up offense and you know they get up they spike the ball they stop the clock and then they get a delay of game after that like what, what's going on um so yeah i, I just think uh, your bucks are just a little bit more well-rounded um i'm not i'm not the biggest todd bulls as a head coach fan i don't know how you could be i mean he's a, he's a dinosaur he's kind of he's love him as a defensive coordinator Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I like him. Tim is in college. It's Manny Diaz, the old old Miami coach, now the defensive coordinator for Penn State. Phenomenal defensive coordinator. Bad head coach. <laughs> yeah, bad head coach. Kind of reminds me. He's a better coach in general, but it, he, in ways he reminds me of Ron Rivera, which is scary. Um, but yeah, I, I would still go with your Bucks here. They're just they're just a better team, and the Falcons they're 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 a nightmare. They are such a mess. I can't believe they were even three and three or whatever their record is. Three and four now. Three three. No, they're three and three. I think. It's yeah, it's rough. It, so the other part too is like we talk. I've talked about Baker being really good on third down. I think they're unfortunately he's gonna. This is a spot where he's gonna kind of shine again. We're gonna be in a lot of third downs. I do expect him to return a little bit to prowess here. Like I really, really like the Bucks in this spot. Like this is just a division game. This is a Baker. This is a I woke up dangerous type of morning for Baker. I think in this Atlanta game. Let's talk about your commanders versus the Giants. Line set at three, over under 37 and a half. Are you just holding your nose and just being like, all right, this is going to be an ugly affair, but we got to get a win here? Um, Yeah, kind of, but I'm not super confident. No matter what, the Giants always give us problems. Always. No matter who's starting their, who's, who their starting quarterback is. I mean, Daniel Jones is 5-1-1 one, one against this team. I mean, Daniel Jones has won like eight other games other than against my team. Uh, the Giants, they have beaten the Commanders, Redskins, football team more than any other team has beaten another team ever. <laughs> so they own us. They, we, we we never sweep them. Very rare last year. Last year, we were clearly the better team in both games, and we lost and we tied them. Um, so I would say, you know, good opportunity for some plus money here on the money line. Um, I think it's... I think we should win, but I don't think we will. So I would take the Giants. How do you think Sam Howell? Because my evaluation is, I think people, I think the public could potentially, they see the Giants game last week and they think, oh my God, this team is, the defense at least, is like vastly improved. Without factoring the fact that Dable knows that Bill's offense through and through. I feel like Wink's probably going to go back to his normal Wink defense here and just blitz the hell out of the commanders. Can you handle that? Or is yeah. this like, okay, that that's where we were going with this. They're not going to be able to handle it. Sam's Sam's played awesome. Sam's got, as far as I know, I think he has the most touchdown passes in the NFC East. That's just kind of off the top of my cranium. I know he's got more than Jalen, so I think he's number one. More than Dak, I would think. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Sam's been killing it. He's been slinging it, but he does have one issue, which was his issue in college, and that is he just – when he's back in that pocket, dude, he's looking for sacks. He's just like, oh, I can go over here and get sacked. Um, it's, <laughs> it's bizarre. 
it drives me a little nuts. I think it's going to be, yeah, Wink is just going to just bring all out pressure all game long. And uh, yeah, it could get, it could get ugly. Yeah. If you can, if you can just look, cause look, I love Wink because it's so obvious what he's going to do. And he just literally is like, we're going to blitz all single game. And it, it, it's like the a maniac playing Madden. It's just like blitz all eight. And you just got to be quick with it. Um, but all right. Good to know there. Raiders bears line set at two and a half over under 37 and a half. I have zero interest in this game. I don't want to watch it. I will be watching it unfortunately. Cause once again, we are an abusive relationship with the NFL here. Um, what do you make of this game? I like, I feel like this is just don't think twice about it. Take the Raiders at two and a half, but I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I am missing something. Do you have a differing opinion? Nope. I don't. They, they have more, uh, more talent. Um, yeah, go with the Raiders. You don't have to stay on this one. We don't need to handicap this one for very long. All right. Cardinals Seahawks, the battle of the birds lines at seven over under 44 and a half. This Seahawks team has been quite quietly surprising. I think, um, Mm -hmm. a pretty solid ball club all around. Not entirely insane when you look at the talent and the names they have on the offense. The biggest surprise, I shouldn't say biggest surprise. I had anticipated that this secondary was going to be good because I really liked the pick of Witherspoon, but I didn't think they'd be this good this early. And they are stepping up. That's a young secondary. Is this a breaking point for the Cardinals where the the dams sort of open up because they can only sustain that kind of friskiness level play for so long? Or is seven just too big and they, they get a cover here? Or an outright win, I guess, but uh, I don't think they're gonna get an outright win, but I actually do kind of like their possibility to cover. Uh I think the friskiness, you know, last last week Gino really kind of shit the bed. Um that that does worry me, especially just because you know the Cardinals, as we've seen, they are they are capable of being frisky. Um I like the Seahawks this year in general, but I, I do think that Arizona probably would would be able to cover seven. Um, I don't say that with a ton of confidence, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, I think things will slowly, slowly come together a little bit for Arizona. Definitely not outright winning. Um, it does sound like not obviously not this week, but Kyler Murray is inching to getting back. Um, so we'll be- see how that'll be interesting. It's really going to be interesting because they're going to have to decide what are we going to do with this guy long term? Um, do we trust him? All that. Uh, but that's not for this weekend. But I do like Cardinals' ability to cover a touchdown. But I, I still think Seattle probably wins this game. Um, I'm with you. I haven't done anything with it. Haven't bet it. Probably going to stay away from it. Uh, but I, I I do like the Seahawks as a, a winner here. Pittsburgh versus the Rams over under three and a half. Or <laughs> over under three and a half. Take the over, folks. Um, spread three and a half over under 40. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was painted as a mistake on there? <laughs> it's Iowa football. Yeah. Um, dude, did you know Iowa football on a slight tangent? They go three and out on 60% of their offensive drives. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> That's insanity. They, they like don't even play football. It's just it's just so weird. I don't know what's up. Gonna be the Big Ten championship this year because the West is so bad. It's so terrible. It's just such a joke. Awful. <laughs> But this game here, I would do a little bit of a little bit of shopping because um, there you can find this game at three. And if you could find this game at three, bet the Rams all day. They're 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 the better team. They're they're clicking a little bit here. I know you know they've only won one straight, but they did compete pretty well against the Eagles as well. Cooper Cup is just you know catching a million passes. Um, What's Puka, 
Stafford. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. <laughs> What's that? I said, how I go, how about that Sam Bradford? I mean, Matthew Stafford <laughs> slinging yeah. it at his age. <laughs> Stafford, Stafford, yeah, he's just slinging it left and right. He's come back and, you know, come back from injuries, playing pretty well. Uh, they're just the more talented team. A little, little bit of, little bit of running back issues there in LA, but look at, look at, look at Pittsburgh's running, running back situation. So don't worry about it. Uh, this is a game that, you know, as we know, we, it's not like I'm anti Steelers. Like I like Mike Tomlin, but his team is just boring and it's been boring for five straight years and they sneak into the playoffs and piss me off. So we need the Rams to win this game. And I think they will. And I think they'll cover. Speaking of boring, how about that take spot on on you in the preseason when we broke the Patriots down? It's a boring ass football team, and that's exactly boring. what they are. <laughs> Probably the most boring team, one of the most boring teams I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I think the big get back for the Steelers here, if you're a Steelers fan, is uh, Johnson if he comes back because he seems to be kind of your only wide receiver that can work that intermediary route tree. Uh, because Pickett, or Pickett seems to have no interest in that. He just seems to be a go-route guy, um, wants the deep ball. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's probably the Rams here. I, I would also shop that line around a, a little bit. Um, I haven't done anything with it just because, yeah, I just I don't see a way. I feel like this is a game that could could break Matt Canada because outside of Aaron Donald, the, the Rams' defense has been – it's been all right at times, but like, oh man, if if you can't put up something here, it, it's time to go. And I don't think he's going to be able to. Yeah. Let's talk about my favorite game because this is all we've been wanting to go into because I am in an abusive relationship with the Chargers. They gas me up all the time. And then right when I start to trust them, they let me down and break me like absolute fools. They are taking on the Chiefs. The line is five and a half over under 47 and a half. And I asked Brandon Staley, what do you do here? Because since 2020, they have lost the most three-point game or have 12 losses of three points or less, which is the most since 2020 in the NFL. They have spent the fourth most in cap in the last three years on the defensive side of the football, and they are 28th in points allowed per game, 29th in yards allowed per game, and 29th in EPA allowed per game. So, Brandon Staley, what do you do here? Um, well, Nate, good news for you. They've lost the most games by three points or less, and the spread is bigger than three. So, <laughs> I, would, this... I, I mean, I'm not quite as in deep into the relationship with the Chargers, but it is a team I still kind of like, and I, I like them here. I, I do. I just, the Chiefs, they have problems on offense, 100%. It's it's it hasn't looked very good. Mahomes has no nothing going with his wide receivers right now. Uh, they got back Nicole Hardman. I, I don't think that's anything really game changing at all. Um, Sad that I is would, that they had to go out and get him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. I would like to see them get Rache Rice a little more involved. He has explosiveness. He's shown you know an ability to you know do something with the ball. So I would like to see Andy Reid scheme him up a little bit. I think that's possible. Um, and you know, it's pretty much right now it's the Kelsey show mixed in with the Pacheco show. That's pretty much all they can do. And it's, it's looked bad, man. And I mean, they, they were struggling against a Denver team. I know that's a Thursday night game. It's, it's ugly no matter what generally, but I mean, that that's a Denver defense that sucks. So I'm going with our chargers here. 
This is this is just when I thought I was out. They sucked me back in right here because this is a game that is played absolutely nails every year between these two teams. In the last six meetings, five would have failed to cover this spread. Um, at this point in time, when Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have nine days of prep, they've they are four and seven against the spread. I mean, you're just asking for my money at this point. I will say that the big difference here for because Herbert has found a lot of success against this Chiefs team, um, or is the secondary, I think, is a little bit improved here. This is a young secondary, but they are playing a lot better this season. So that gives me a little bit of concern. But yeah, at five and a half, this is a field goal game. Give me my chargers. I'm back in on it. They're wow. probably going to beat me this weekend. They're going to make me a battered man, but it, it, this is where we're going. All right. Packers, Broncos. Um, Lines at one and a half, over under 45. I, I mean, just take the pack and call it a day, right? Like, what are we dealing here, folks? Pretty much. I mean, Russell Wilson, he sucks. I, I, I mean, <laughs> he, he's really bad. Now, I'll give him a little bit of credit. His wide receivers don't really seem to get open. But, I mean, it, it's basically like, I don't know. It, it's it's really, really hard to watch that team. Um, yeah, give me the pack. Uh, I, I, I don't like Sean Payton, so I, I love what I'm seeing out of the Broncos. <laughs> 100% agree. Give me the pack. Dolphins Eagles. This is a big one. Line is set at two and a half over under 51 and a half. Probably the cream of the crop game this week. The biggest measuring stick here. You've got an Eagles team. We've talked about it, been struggling offensively. We've credited to the fact that you've got Ben Johnson, first time play caller trying to find his feet here. He's got to do it in this game. They got to be better in the red zone. They got to be better from an offensive standpoint. They should have some opportunities because Vic Fangio, I think it's been pretty apparent. There's some issues in the secondary in his defense this year. Um, but then you've got the high flying dolphins offense. How do you see this game going down? Do you have a side? What what's going on here? Yeah, um, this is a tough one. This is obviously an awesome game. Um, very excited that this is on the schedule. I'm excited at the time that it's at. Um it's tough. I mean, from what we've seen, the dolphins look, I mean, awesome, borderline unstoppable. But then you look at their schedule, it's like, wow, they've just beaten up on a bunch of shit teams. And the one decent to good team they played, Buffalo, kind of kicked their ass. Um, so th this is tough. I, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for the dolphins. I love watching them. Um, they're fun to watch, but I actually think Philly wins this in covers. I don't hate that at all. I think that there's a game. I think that the Phillies are sort of their a little bit of their kryptonite a little bit. This is a copycat league. So I would assume that the, the Eagles defense popped on the Patriots and bills defensive tape in which they did a pretty good job of, of corralling this Miami's def or offense and are going to do something very similar with a much more talented defensive line to control the line of scrimmage. But offensively, I think this is where it comes in most important because this Phillies team is, I think, going... Look, you got Swift. He has been able to push that run gear into another gear this season. And if you can keep the game of possession, the time of possession on your side and not allow this Miami Dolphins team to get in a real kind of role here. I think the Eagles are going to win this game because Mike McDaniels at the end of the day loves himself. The run game. He was the run game coordinator under Kyle Shanahan. That's obviously he's not an idiot. So he passes the ball at a good rate and he's very creative in that sense. But like he likes to run it. This is, I think it's going to be a little bit of low scoring game in the trenches. Give me the Eagles here. Yeah. I like that. I agree. 
49ers Vikings to round out our week. Whew, that's a brutal game. Um, lines at seven over under 44. Do we have an obituary ready for Kirk Cousins here? Or? <laughs> that's the thing. You know, there's a lot of injuries going on with San Fran. Um, they get the benefit of having an extra day going Monday. Um, I know, I know Trent Williams very well. Trent Williams being injured means nothing. He'll play through anything. He's an absolute animal. So I'm not concerned about him. Yeah, <laughs> I am not concerned about him at all. I am very concerned about Kirk Cousins. I think this is gonna be a really scary game for him. It's Monday night. We know how Kirk forms on Monday. I know he's gotten a few wins since he's been a mini. Uh, but I mean, at one point, this guy was like oh and nine on Monday night. It, it, it's it, it could get really bad. Obviously, he's not going to have JJ out there. They don't have a running game themselves. It's pretty much all up to Kirk to, you know, find Osborne, uh, you know, figure it out, find Hawkinson. But I, I just, I don't think he's going to have much time. I think he's going to be under a lot of pressure. He's going to get sacked a bunch. I would expect, I don't, I don't even know if there's a Kirk Cousins fumble prop, but if there is one, take it. Um, so, yeah. I don't even think it really matters if Debo or McCaffrey play. I, I really don't. I think, yeah, I think I'm doing a Bosa sack prop. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm probably going to take the under on the Vikings team total. <laughs> um, I think that those are going to be some good ways to attack this game. And yeah, this is going to be a tough spot for them. Um, and I think for the 49ers, it's going to be a nice bounce back spot for Brock Purdy because I think it's a nice soft cushioning. Yeah, you're on prime time, but you get that extra day after just playing the Browns defense and getting your butts handled a little bit there. This is a good spot for them to get right. So yeah, I'm with you. I like it. Um, I'm not, I haven't bet a, a side, but I think by the time we get to Monday, I'll probably be attacking the prop market and maybe the under on the Vikings uh, team total there to round that out. I, I did. I'm going to bet the, the, the Eagles, the charges, <laughs> my bucks. Those are my three for sure locked in. I haven't decided anything else, but any final thoughts from a betting standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I'm riding with the Lions, of course. Love them Lions. Um, if you could find the Rams at three, I love that. And I, I like your bucks as well, for sure. It's it's going to be a good one. How did you, uh, speaking of, this is sort of crossover. Did you see the Caleb Williams wanting uh, ownership in, in a team that drafts him? Interesting timing, Caleb, especially after this past weekend's performance. Um, ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. What 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 are what are sports coming to? Uh, you yeah. haven't even played a game in the NFL. Enough. I, I hope every owner I it's rare I take the owner's side. I hope they're all laughing at that idea. Well, <laughs> so my mom always said it can't hurt to ask. I think this is the one time where it certainly can hurt to ask because <laughs> you haven't taken a snap in the NFL yet. Um, like Aaron Rodgers a future hall of famer, a guy who is considered by many to be the most naturally gifted, like passing quarterback out there asked for part ownership of the jets. And they said, no, <laughs> you haven't played a down yet in the NFL and just got off a game where you looked like you were in the backyard playing football and throwing it up to the defense for three interceptions. If you want partial ownership, like, I mean, <laughs> Best of luck. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I would say maybe maybe take the Tom Brady route and have an incredible career and then start owning a team. Yes, or at least get through the rookie contract and then maybe 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 leak that out that you want some partner ownership. But like the other thing too is like, how do you think that plays in the locker room? Like you haven't even taken a snap yet and you're already, oh, you're a part-time owner of the team? <laughs> it's that something that I... I'd it's, literally 
it's literally something that I could have seen like Dan Snyder do. And then like, it's like, we don't even end up picking up the, the quarterback's like fifth year option. And then they're playing on another team. Where we're like, well, this is weird. What happens now? Like, I, it's like what happens when Caleb Williams, what if he's not good? And then he, you know, he, he, he goes from Arizona and then he's, he's on the jets in four years. Stupid. I'm going to talk about the, the, the college football show, but like awesome talent, obviously nitpicking yeah. a little bit, but he's picked up some bad habits this season. Like, it looks like he's just playing backyard football right now. A lot of back, back heel throws, sidearm. It like the fundamentals are just not there right now, and so got to get that cleaned up when you go to the NFL. Yep, completely agree. All righty, that'll do it for us. And as always, peace.